Next on Community Matters, calling all potential elections inspectors. Your county needs you. We will have two early voting sites in Calhoun County. We need lots of help. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And Safe Place wants us to take notice. 2022, Calhoun County ranked fifth in the state of Michigan in per capita rates of domestic violence. The year prior to that, we were actually second. And later, the top five things I learned spending some time driving an EV. That's coming up on Community Matters for Saturday, October 14th, 2023. Made possible by Lakeview Ford Lincoln. I'm Richard Pyatt. Good morning. Community Matters, Saturdays, WBCK, 95.3 WBCK, that is, and anytime at BattleCreekPodcast.com. Richard Pyatt here. You might remember back in early August, we talked with Calhoun County Clerk Kim Hinckley about the idea that early voting, nine days of early voting is coming, shooting for the presidential primary early next year. And we've reached another threshold in that process. And so Clerk Hinckley is back to talk about that. Good morning. Good morning, Richard. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you. So this next threshold is actually hiring election inspectors for early in-person voting. You need help. Yes, we do. We need lots of help. And so we will have two early voting sites in Calhoun County. One site will be at the Cool Family Center, and that will consist of the City of Battle Creek, City of Springfield voters, and also the Bedford Charter Township and Penfield Charter Township voters. So those four municipalities, their voters will be able to vote at the Cool Family Center. And then the second site for the Cowan County voters will be at the County Building here in Marshall in the Board of Commissioner Chambers on the third floor. And that will be the rest of the other two cities, Marshall and Albion, and then the other rest of the 17 townships, because there are 23 municipalities all together in Calhoun County. So we'll have 19 voting here in Marshall and the other four in Battle Creek. So we are going to need election inspectors and we have a presidential primary coming up. Right now we're focusing that that date may be February 27th. We're still waiting for the legislature to go into recess for the year. And when they do that, then we have to wait 91 days for many of these laws to go into effect after they go into recess. So we are still kind of waiting for that. We hear they may go into recess in early November, which would allow that primary to be held February 27th. If that does not happen, then the primary will be as it's scheduled in March. But right now we have to continue to move forward, forward motion. So we are looking to hire election inspectors for these nine days of early voting. We always need election inspectors for elections day itself. And so there's always been a need. There always continues to be a need. Average age of election inspector is 72 years of age. And when you bring about COVID from 2020, that really took a big hit on a lot of our election inspectors. And so we, we've been kind of heavy recruiting since then. But then we have nine days, two centers, nine days, and we're looking at 12 to 15-ish people for the, for the Marshall site alone each day. And so that's a lot of people for nine days of voting, if you do your math. So mm-hmm. 
we're starting a campaign, we're getting out there, letting different community engagements, we're meeting with the community, getting that out in the newspapers and social media. And so we need people. So let's talk about who would be best for this position. Talk about the qualifications that you need. So we have every type of person. So first of all, we can have 16 and 17-year-old high school students. They are more than welcome to come. The law allows for anyone 16 or 17 to be an election inspector. They can't serve as a chairperson, but they can be an election inspector. And as many of us know, we don't get taught civics in school anymore. And so this is a great way for them to partake in the electoral process and have a hand in how our elections are run. So we are going to be reaching out to the schools, colleges, and recruiting those maybe National Honor Society, FFA members, Robotics Club, you know, anybody like that, that maybe they need community service hours, but um, we do pay them. But yeah, so anyone 16, 17 on up, but then we still need those who are retirement age, who still are active and want to be a part. So we will have everybody from a greeter. So someone might say, I don't want to, you know, have anything to do with a computer, but I love to talk to people. I can direct people. So we need people who are going to be here to greet people, let them know where to go, what the process will be. And then we're going to need people who are computer operators, chair people who are going to kind of be in charge of the site alongside the um, local clerks and our site supervisor. So, you know, anybody in between. So there's a role for everybody. And then, of course, the famous I voted sticker. Everybody loves their I voted sticker. So somebody has to have that job. <laughs> That's the best job of all. So, yeah, so we need people who have computer skills and down to, hey, I can say good morning, welcome, please fill out an application to vote to, you know, the that last smiling face you're going to see as you leave the polls and uh, that I voted sticker because that's the most important part, right? <laughs> and I also latched on to something you said, this is a paid position. This is a paid position. So there's a big misconception that those hardworking people on election day are there volunteering and um, they do get paid. And so we, as a our municipal agreement for the Marshall site, we have agreed to $15 an hour for our election inspectors. And so, yeah, it's a paid position. So, you know, Christmas is coming up. You got Christmas bills. Maybe you're still trying to pay off in February. So you, <laughs> you might want to get a little part-time job. And so uh, also with that is that's for nine days. So that starts the second Saturday before election day. So that's February 17th and goes consecutively for nine days through that Sunday before election day. Mm -hmm. And then, so, you know, maybe you work during the week and you've always wanted to be an election inspector. We're going to be open on the weekend. So you can come and work the elections on the weekend on your day off. So, um, or if you're second shifter or whatever, and, you know, so we will be open in the Marshall site will be open from nine to five. The Battle Creek site will be open eight to four, but we will have, about an hour of setup beforehand and about an hour of closing time. So it's a 10-hour day. 
we are hoping that with, depending on the number of people we get, that uh, we'll be able to split that into five-hour shifts. Chairperson will have to work the whole 10 hours, but other than that, the inspectors, we're hoping we have enough able-bodied people to work part-time at five-hour shifts. So that's the goal because we know it's a long day. Election day is a long day. So, right. And we can't pull from our normal election day inspectors and expect them to work nine days because we need them fresh and ready on election day. Mm-hmm. And so some of them throughout the different municipalities, some of those inspectors have said, yeah, I, I can work two or three days, you know, set me up for two or three days. That's helpful. We need those experienced people that do work elections, but it's going to take more than what we normally use just for election day to get this process completed. And so you anticipate my next question, which was you don't have to work all nine days. You can work as many of those as you're you're interested in. Is that true? Yes, that is true. So right now we have a little survey out there. If you go to Calhoun County MI.gov forward slash work elections. That will take you to that section of our website and there's a link you'll be able to click on and that takes you to a little survey to fill out for us. And then once we have that survey filled out, then our elections team will be getting a hold of them and finding out a little fine tuning what their skills are, what they're thinking about that they would like to work. And then we will get people scheduled for training. And that's the other thing is we just don't expect to have you show up first day of nine day voting and not know what to do. So we have training. It's mandated that we do train them. So we'll have training session and that'll be probably about two and a half to three hours of training. And we're anticipating that will happen early in January once uh, the state has all of our new updated rules in place. So it's been a process. And so we should have hopefully everything ready and in place by early January to get those new people trained. And then, like I said, we'll have our staff will be here. And then each one of the municipal clerks that are partnering with us for early voting, they or their deputy will each take a turn to be a site supervisor. So you're going to have a clerk or or a deputy clerk that will be right alongside them so that nobody's left out, you know, just to flounder and try to figure things out. So Mm -hmm. our goal is to make sure that the nine days of voting, that everybody feels safe, secure, and that we have recountable elections if need be. So that's the goal. So everybody will be trained. All right. If you remember our last conversation with Clerk Hinckley a couple of months ago, we talked about how this would come together. That is to say, nine days of early voting could have been conducted by each individual municipality. You can imagine the undertaking that would be for individual municipalities. It sounds like it played out as you were expecting, Kim, the the notion that there would be a pooling of resources that the county could help carry out. Yes, exactly. The Proposition 22-2, the law allows for each municipality to conduct their own nine days of voting if they so choose to. And that is a huge undertaking, not just with staffing, but financially, resources. And as many may know, there is a fund set aside at the state level, about $30 million, 
But when you start factoring in, we have 83 counties and, you know, all together between counties, city and township, there's over 1600 municipalities that becomes quite costly for the voter because in the end, it's voter tax money that that's paying for this. So our county, we decided, you know what, this is what's best is to try to partner with anyone who would like to. So the Battle Creek site, those four municipalities, that's right around 60,000 registered voters Mm. that that site will serve. And then the rest of the county, that's around 40,000 because we have about 106,000 registered voters at any time in the county. So that's a lot of people to try to service. And we're about the 16th or 17th largest county in the state. And so that's nothing to sneeze at. There's a lot of registered voters. And this time of year, there's always voter registration initiatives. So we want to make sure if you're not registered to vote, you get registered to vote. And that's another important piece of this is you will not be able to register to vote at these sites. So that still will need to be with your local clerk. That will be within the 14 days before election day. So you need to register to vote with your local clerk. So if you're not registered to vote and you say, hey, I'd like to go early vote, um, you need to make sure that if you're not registered to vote, that you contact your local city or township clerk where you live first and register to vote. All right. So let's just uh, be clear. Now, the Calhoun County early in-person voting site will be in Marshall, Green Street. Yes. And then those who are in Battle Creek, Springfield, Bedford, Penfield will Mm -hmm. be going to the Battle Creek early voting site. At Cool Center. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and these exactly. these things will get better uh, publicized as we get closer to it. But uh, file that away in your memory banks for this yes. uh, later information when when needed. So I'm really thinking something you alluded to, 16 and older. Boy, this sounds like mm-hmm. a great project for a classroom that some history teacher or or social studies teacher could have their whole class register to be an election inspector. And what a class project that would be. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that would be that. That is a good thought. So, yeah, we're, we'll have to maybe split them up. I don't know if we'll be able to take a whole class at a time, but absolutely. With nine days, we can spread it out. But then that's just one election. So we'll have 27 total days of early voting. So if there's a history teacher out there that would think, hey, this is a great idea, get in contact with us, either Battle Creek or the Marshall site. We'll be glad to work with you. And um, I think it's just a great way to engage our youth and have them feel like they have a part in their future, because that's ultimately what we're voting on in 2024 is our children and our grandchildren grandchildren's future. And for them to be able to feel like they have a part in that, I think that's a wonderful thing. And in the day and age that we live in, we need to get those young people involved. We need to help them to see the importance of voting. Uh, It's one of our greatest assets we have as Americans is to be able to vote. So you need 15 people per day at the site to help. Per Per shift. Right. And then when you mm-hmm. consider nine days and people's availability may not be nine days, et cetera, you need a pool right. of, I don't know, a couple hundred people, right? 
Yes, exactly. And the other thing we always run into during presidential primary years anyways is it's in February and the average age of an inspector is 72. And where are people? They're in Florida. They're Mm -hmm. in Arizona. So we are always recruiting in our February, March elections anyways, because so many of our regular election inspectors are someplace warm because they're smart people, right? (laughs) Somewhere warm. So we're always trying to recruit, you know, that time of year anyway. So we we have to factor into that as some of our regular election inspectors are going to be south. So that makes that need a little greater this time of year than it is maybe for an August or November election. All right. So we're raising the beacon. We're putting out the word right now. If you have an interest in being an election inspector, Clerk Kim Hinckley's office wants to hear from you. How do folks express their interest, Kim? So the best way right now is if you're on the computer is to go to calhouncountymi.gov forward slash work elections. That will take you right to our survey, fill that information out, and then we will be contacting you at a later date once we feel like we've got a good pool of resources and get the training set up. But you can also stop by our elections office and say, hey, I'm interested. You know, if if you're in town, you can also call our elections office. That's 269-781-0998. And you can let them know, hey, I'm interested. What do I need to do? And uh, we'll we'll get the ball rolling for them as well. So we're just really excited about this opportunity. We're excited to expand the voting rights opportunities for our registered voters. And uh, so we'll have three ways to vote in 2024. So we'll be able to vote in person still on election day. Make sure everybody understands that those traditionalists that still say, no, I like to go on election day and uh, cast my vote, you still will be able to do that. You can vote by absentee ballot, and then you can vote early those nine days before each state and federal election. Early, but not often. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Only once. Yeah. Only yeah. Once. The joke, of course, <laughs> says both, but really it's early, but yes. not often in this case. Yeah. So excellent. Right. So progress is being made here. But your help is needed. If you're inclined to be an election inspector, you can go to CalhounCountyMI.gov slash work elections. Or uh, if you're driving or can't write that down right now, just remember BattleCreekPodcast.com. And when you go there and click on this episode, the info will be in the show notes for that. Do you have a deadline by which you want folks to have gone through that questionnaire and express their interest? Yeah, but December 1st, really, we're targeting. That way we can make sure we have enough training dates set up for everybody. We usually do a little extra training anyways, just for those extra people that are going to work election day as well. And then we also have some specialized training. So if you're the chairperson, then you'll have chairperson training. We will also need people to be a receiving board. So 
One thing that everybody wants to know is this nine days of voting, are you going to have results after each night? And the answer is no. So the law doesn't allow us to tabulate those results until after 8 p.m. on election day. So those results will come in just like election day voting will. So we will need receiving board people to help us tabulate those results after 8 p.m. So we're going to be extra busy on election night. So we'll be having that going on here and tabulating those results of early voting, as well as getting the results from all the local municipalities for election day. So we're going to have all kinds of fun here at the county on election day. <laughs> all right. Well, it sounds like you have it well in hand and keep us posted on this progress. And if we can send out an appeal for other assistance that you need, just let us know. We appreciate it so much. Thank you to everyone. And thank you for those who are thinking you want to be a part of this. We are in great need and we look forward to uh, talking to our citizens to see how we can help them get involved with us. All right. Calhoun County Clerk Kim Hinckley on Community Matters.